Hey everybody, this is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast. And in this episode, this is the audio version, we'll be dwelling into things of the unknown and crimes and chronicles that should have never happened but did. But first, it's moto time. Hey, remember this. Rich people, poor people. Poor people like rich. Rich people like poor. Think about that when it comes to tax time. Hey, pay your bills. Don't rob Peter to pay Paul. You only have one life to live. Live it to the fullest. Because right now, I'm robbing Peter to pay Paul, and I shouldn't have to do that, but I end up doing it. See, I do what I not do, but that's something I do. I do what I do the opposite, and I shouldn't have, but I did. Also, remember, never quit your day job or conquer the world. You can achieve all your dreams that the most successful one-tenth or one-percent of most successful people never quit their day job. They always had a job. The rich always want to stay rich. The way they stay rich is by maintaining their status of wealth. Also, remember, time is money. Money is time. Don't waste time. You're just wasting money. You don't want to do that either. All right? Don't want to waste that. Also, let's get into it. In this episode, this podcast also is sponsored by BlackBlueElectronica.com. For all your electronic needs, go to Black Blue Electronica. Get all your electronics and you can get them there. I would say get them while you're there. Be there or be square. Okay? All right. BlackBlueElectronica.com. Listen. For each and every one of you out there, I want to talk to you. We're going to go into this. I want to tell you something that's going on. In modern society, in modern society today, we have this thing where I'm going to be talking about a crime that should have never happened is our modern penal system. Our modern penal system is the prisons that we use that everyone is um, accessing. Do you know that some states have more prisons than they do universities? I'll give you a good example. Ohio. Ohio has more prisons than they do universities. California has more prisons, whether it's federal or state combined, than they do colleges and universities. Why is that? I don't know why, but that's what they have. Also, also, this is something that a lot of people didn't realize that was going on, that our prison system, prison reform system, is just another gateway. Because back in the early 1900s, prisons were also insane asylums. Because back in the early 19, early 1800s, we had insane asylums, and then we had prisons. And then we had what you call the, um, the work farms in the south. In the south, southern part of the United States, southern states in the United States like Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, Arkansas, um, south, I mean, North Carolina, South Carolina, all those areas in the southern part, West Virginia, Virginia, places along that area is along there, Texas as a part all had these things called work farms they were actual prisons that were designed to be work farms where inmates will go out every day and do hard labor and they would do things like work and then contractors to popular relief super billionaires at the time they were millionaires back then would hire inmates to build products for america like they would build tables they would build furnitures and stuff like that and also inmates would grow their own foods that's how they sustained their living within the jails. Did they make money? Yes, they did. They would get paid approximately 50 cents a month back in those days. And that was a lot of money for an inmate. 50 cents a month. You know, and that was a lot. And that was when you were a trustee with the warden. You got 50 cents a month. Back then, you would get like two or three pennies. 
just to work and you worked hard working in the factories and stuff from sun up to sun up from sun up to sunset you worked in factories you would just build and do things like that because that's what they did free labor see what they did was under the third see what they did was when they did the emancipation proclamation that's why we have juneteenth juneteenth is because of what happened in texas texas didn't hear until later a year later on june 19th and that's why we have juneteenth because that's when they told them they're free they didn't know that so that's why we have that right there and because of the emancipation proclamation due to based on by abraham lincoln necessarily a little history note abraham lincoln really didn't care for um people always think abraham lincoln was the one that freed the slaves yes but he really wasn't caring about that what he wanted to do is he did not want the southern states to leave the union so that's why he did so that's why he was trying to keep the unions together but when they broke off because he was trying to appease to appease people and his constituents they did not like that and that's why we have the civil war because of what's going on. people thought it was because of the, the the slavery and stuff no it was because of economics and, and productivity and why we did things like that and that's how because of modern management and they just wanted that money but you know a lot of people of color did not migrate up north like they say, and a lot of people, and you know, a lot of people of color own slaves. They don't talk about that. That's something that's odd, how that a lot of slave owners were people of color. Yeah, a lot of the super wealthy black people had slaves. And did they treat them really, really good? Mm, no, they were treated worse. If you were, if you were rich and you were colored, you treated your slaves like dogs. They were the worst slave owners. They were worse than most slave owners. Granted, slavery was bad, and most slave masters were bad. But when you were a person of color and you owned slaves, you treated your subordinates like crap. Seriously, you did. And they did. They treated them like crap. And they treated them really, really bad. And a lot of people didn't realize that. They're like, oh, they don't talk about it. See, this is history they don't talk about. How people of color had slaves. There was a lot of rich black people that owned slaves, that had a lot of slaves. They always talk about the white person who owned slaves. Well, we do know that majority. Did you know that of a lot of the slaves were sold into slavery by people of color? In Africa, Africans sold their slaves, sold their captures into slavery because they wanted the money. What, they, what happened was the Dutch, the Dutch, the British, the French, and the Spaniards all came over, all came over to conquer the world. And what they did was they brought all this materialistic stuff like potteries. They bought like plates, bowls, cooking utensils, um, food, spices that no one had ever seen. And they had all these things that these, that these people in Africa had never seen. Also, they brought weapons. They brought knives. They brought swords. And what they did was they traded those things for the commodity, for slaves. They said, what do you have? They said, we got a bunch of prisoners that we captured from a rival gang, from a rival tribe we we conquered. And they took all those inhabited slaves and they took them and they sold them off. Sold them off, they didn't care. They was like, oh yeah, we'll trade you. Trade, trade, done, done. And that's what they did. So now, this is a little bit of history about that. So now you understand. So now, now when I talk about them, when I talk about prison and stuff, did you know that 90% of all prisons back in the back in the early turn of the century, during the early 18 the, the late 1800s, early 1900s, I say about, I say about 1860, 
1860 to, to, to about 1950. Um, we'll go 50, all the way up to 50. Do you know that all the prisons were insane asylums? Because a lot of the prisons had insane asylums connected to them. But then they started shutting down the insane asylums one by one, little by little. It took a long time, but they did. And when they shut them down, they started integrating them with the prison. Prison at time, they were doing what you call, doctors were doing what you call experimental surgeries. There was doctors called a, a doctor in Pennsylvania. Yes, down in Pennsylvania. City of Brotherly Love. Pittsburgh, yes. And Pittsburgh, and Pennsylvania. Yes, the city of Brotherly Love. In that city, the city of Brotherly Love. Yes. Yes. And in that city, they had they got a prison right in the down heart of it. That prison's closed. That prison's closed. That's called the Pennsylvania State um, Prison. And that prison was closed. And they said there was a doctor there named Dr. Bacon. He was doing experiments. Basically, what he would do is he would catch a... He would catch a murderer, a guy who murdered, say a guy who was on death row, who, who was in there for murder, and he got death. What he would do is he would go in there and he would do experiments. Basically, what he would do, he would harvest the brain, harvest all the organs, put them in buckets because he wanted to study what makes a person become suicidally killing people. And it was back then, it was the norm. That's what normal, what people would do. People would sit there and just be like, it's the norm. Because um, in your prison, and, and did you know this? This is something I did not know this. Back in the early ninth, early turn of the century, more innocent people were in prison for just the stupidest, for the dumbest reason. In most states, prison was an economical thing. In some counties, some counties like county jails and stuff, they literally were, were putting people in jail for some of the dumbest reasons. I read a story where there was an inmate, there was a, um, there was a small town in the south, a little small community. The county sheriff needed, he needed workers because they were, they were, he needed workers because they were building the new city, they were building the new city hall and they needed workers. So he would, what he did was he went around, he didn't care what color you were, what, he didn't care the color of the, your skin. If you did anything, there were people like, if you jaywalked, boom, you went to jail. Uh, you drunk out of the wrong water fountain, boom, you went to jail. You, um, you said you was a person of color and you said hi to a white woman, you went to jail. Or you was a white person and you smacked your wife, boom, you went to jail. Or you was a white person and you mistakenly um, were speeding. Or you did just any stupid thing that they can think of that he can make up. You spit on the sidewalk and you're white. Boom, you went to jail. Because he needed the bodies. Because in the old saying, it's, it's an old jail term. There's an old southern jail term called how many buckets you got. And people would say, "What? Well, I don't understand that. You got you to gotta look at the term, buckets. Buckets, every inmate who went to jail was handed a bucket. In that bucket, that bucket was the bucket that they had their toiletry things in there. The bucket had their food. I mean, this is where they, they, they ate out of the bucket. They, they washed up with that bucket. They did everything with that bucket because that's what the, um, the way they designed it. And in the buckets, that's how they count heads. How many buckets you got? Well, I sold, I got rid of 30 buckets, so we have 30 people in, in jail. And then they used those inmates 
to turn around and they use those to build the infrastructure in the communities. Build the city jail, build a new jail, build a new city hall, build a library, or help build, help pave the road. They use those inmates. Oh, the railroad's coming through. They need some bodies. So they had the inmates out there building that stuff. And some of them, like, like a, some of them will get like a six month sentence. Some of them will get like a 90 day sentence. But the 90 days and that six months turned into two years, three years, four years, five years. Some turned to 10 years for just a petty crime. Like one, one story I read in the South about in Mississippi, there was an inmate who sat there and he got 40 years for jaywalking. Yeah, they just didn't find his records. You know, and that's how they did things like that. And people didn't realize that in those days, society just dictated about what you can do and can do. And you, and at the time, people weren't rich and, and you didn't have a good enough. And if you had a lawyer in the local community, most of the lawyers were bought and paid by the city officials. Because the lawyer that they supposedly give you, your public, de- for public defender, which was a public tender, back then they used to, they were pretenders they weren't really caring for you it was all a money thing and they always say well i need a conviction i need i need my record of convictions in order for me to maintain as the district attorney order for me to maintain as a judge i need to put these many people in because it was a start it, it was a cycle of everybody making money everybody was making money the crime that was so atrocious now if you were a woman Women were actually being incarcerated for the dumbest reasons. Yes, people were just being incarcerated for those reasons. Some people, they said that, like, they had a thing in there where they had one where this guy, his wife just didn't want to cook, didn't want to clean, didn't want to do the wifely things. She's like, I'm leaving you. He called the police and had her hauled off the door. Back in those days, you could actually do that. People were doing that. That's what they were doing. People were just taking them off, putting them in jail. Yes, it was a massive thing. And also, sometimes, one day, a woman was being raped. Was being raped and sexually assaulted by a police officer. When she went to go file a complaint, they put her in jail, said that she was mentally crazy. And she sat in jail. Girls who were ladies of the evening, prostitutes, were automatically put in jail. They'll round them up and put him in jail because the police said, oh, you won't do me a favor. You'll do this guy a favor for money, but you won't do me a favor for free. Yep, gone to jail. And then, boom, they went to jail. These women were being locked up for no apparent reason. Some of them, one lady literally told this judge, I think it's unfair that I'm going to jail and I didn't do anything. He said, you were jaywalking and you mouthed off to the police. No, I didn't. I didn't say anything. Boom, lock her up. Keep talking. Boom, lock her up. Keep her, give her 90 days. Take, take her, put her into the psych ward. And she goes to the psych ward. They give her a code name and stuff. And, I mean, that's it. I mean, seriously. And also, back in those days, this was also they did that. It was even the worst atrocious thing. Imagine this. How about this? Imagine this. You're at home. You're be- it was during the Great Depression. It was during the Great Depression when this happened. During the Great Depression. You're at home. Struggling to feed your family, so y'all decide you're gonna grow y'all food. So y'all out there harvesting in your yard, you're growing your food, y'all doing things right, you're trying to maintain, you're trying to survive. Your husband's working a job, only getting like maybe a dollar a week, a dollar a paycheck, but yet still that's good money. 
you know, so that can I, you know, that's good money right there, the dollar paycheck, but that's still good money, and you and y'all and y'all managing stuff, but all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the state comes in, the government comes in, and says you are an unfit mother, and they snatch your kids. Take your kids, put them in an orphanage. Orphanages were rampant around here in the United States. People were snatching kids left and right, putting them in orphanage. And they did that on purpose. Oh, they did that mainly a lot during the up in the areas of the Appalachia areas, in the backwoods areas. Small town, they were snatching kids. You can't afford to feed your kids, snatch them. We'll take care of them. You know, put these kids in these massive um, group homes. These group homes were prisons for kids. They were what you call, they were what you call, yeah. They were putting them in these big group home places for kids. And they were massively, like a sane asylums and stuff for kids. And they were doping them up on meds and stuff because they had no place. And the state did that because they were getting federal funding. Because at that time, Franklin Delano Roosevelt was putting America back to work. And states wanted that federal funding. Because back then, states couldn't get federal funding unless they showed they had reasons why. So they started rousing up all these kids and they were using that. And they were getting federal funding for that stuff. They were just snatching kids. You can look that up. There are so many cases of people. Like there was a lady who literally said she um, she w- did the show on you know Unsolved Mysteries. She was talking about how she wanted to look for her daughters. Look for her daughter. Old lady. Lady was like in her 90s. She was just on her deathbed. Trying to find her daughters. She said at the time the federal government snatched her kids. During the Great Depression, snatched her kids. She had her kids, and what, what was weird about it, she had she had her kids when she was 12 years old. It was the neighbors, the neighbors, the neighborhood kid impregnated her twice. Got her pregnant twice. And she had the kids. She had a boy and a girl. The boy died, and then she had another girl. The little boy died of cholera, a colic or whatever, died because they were poor. And then she had another girl by the same guy. He impregnated her. Hey, what did she know? And the, the state came in and snatched the kids from her. I was doing depression, snatched the kids from her. Did the boy go to jail? No. He was an adult. They didn't do anything, nothing to him. Left him alone. The whole time, the kids were taken away. The state took them away, and they were put in some. They were put into some orphanage, some orphanage for kids. The kids got adopted out. Both of them got adopted separately, because they were both babies and stuff. So they were adopted separately. Well, the mother was trying to find them later in life. When she got up in her 90s, she was still trying to find them. She went on Unsolved Mysteries. Come to find out, two of those that two of the girls did a um, thing called, you know, the DNA test. Because at the time, DNA was still pop- DNA was just being popular, and they were using that for looking up people. And the and the lady, she she had more kids. You know, she became an adult and had more kids and stuff. Her kids, her grandkids, helped her by putting her DNA into this um, database, and it popped up two women who were different names, and their mitoc- and their mitochondria. DNA was a hundred percent match as her daughter, both of them. So they messaged and said, "I think you're my daughters that were taken from me when I was little." They said, "Want to meet?" Stories like that. Seriously, 
I'm just telling you, it's crazy how this government, how this state, and how the prison systems, and, and the way everybody was designing how things were, the way everything was being ran and stuff, people were just, I'm telling you, we have to do a reform. Yes, we got to reform. Look at that car. Nice car. Yes. Oh, that was suburban. We got to do the reform, and they got to do the designs. Everything has to be um, restructured. They got to do the bills. You got to get with um, everything has to be repealed. I think we can do maybe repealing the, hmm, we could say the 13th Amendment. We do ratifications. They always do these amendments and stuff, but a lot of the stuff, they just got to appeal everything. Because when you appeal the 13th Amendment, that's what you need to do. Nice bike. You got to appeal the 13th Amendment. Seriously, ratifications is what you got to do. Seriously, I'm telling you right now. Because when you appeal the 13th Amendment, because that's the one that legalized slavery. as The prison is, is a form of slavery. That is true. We got to appeal that. Yes, repeal the 13th Amendment so that it can actually work. Because right now, the prison system needs to be an overhaul. Do you know in some, you know, in some, in some countries... Prison look like a college campus, like a community college or a college university campus. There's one in Sweden. They do have hard. They do have federal. They do have um, like hard. They do have maximum security prisons. We're not saying that they don't, but they also have minimum security prisons, just like regular county jails. So the county jails look like dormitories, look like college dormitories. They showed a picture where one had had a bed, a TV, a kitchen. The inmate gets up every morning, goes out, and goes to his job. And when he gets done, he comes back and finishes his sentence in the jail. Yeah, he has a job. If he was working, he goes out. And he has to pay rent for staying there in that jail. Yes, he can't just be there rent-free. Oh, yeah, you pay rent while you're staying there. And you can bring your own food and cook your own food. People do that. That's how that system works. Seriously, that's how it works. And then in other countries... Jails are non-existing because they have this thing, and jails are non-existing. I mean, the the big the bigger jails. That's all they have. No smaller jails. Just only use the hardened criminal. Then, if you want to say worst prisons in the world, there's um, Russia, and then you go down further down in Mexico, down in South like Brazil. Mexico has one of the and um, Colombia. Oh, yeah, they have the worst because in like in Mexico or depending on where you're at in Mexico, depending on what state you are in Mexico, that's what the hell it is. Down in South America and Brazil, they have one of the worst atrocity prisons down there. That's this prison is where men and women are housed together. They don't have a separate prison, women in one cell and one wing. Nope, they're all in the same cell because there was a show about locked up abroad and they showed this lady who went to jail down in Brazil and she was housed with men that's where she was she was locked up with men and she said that she she said her and her girlfriend were locked in there because they got something done something stupid thought they could make a lot of money by bringing some drugs to the United States and they got and they got busted at the airport so they ended up going to jail so and their families didn't have the money to bail them out because they needed like what was it twenty thousand dollars and the family didn't have it they were families were regular hard-working people didn't have the money so on that on that you know so that right there in a nutshell itself says a lot that a lot of these inmates and stuff down there and she said that 
that her and her friend would, um, they would like, um, she would sleep during the day and she would stay up all night. She would sleep. She would sleep. She, her friend would sleep during the night. I mean, because she was up all night watching, making sure nobody would come near them. And then when the daytime comes, she would go to sleep. And, um, and then she would, she would wake her up to go eat, which was slop. It was a big bowl of something. Stew, crappy stew, whatever, but they gave them something. And moldy bread. That's what they were eating. So they gave them that and told them that's what they're eating and that's what they ate. They did, they ended up doing, um, they ended up doing five years. They did five years there. Yeah, they have, and it's no, and see, and see, here's the weird part. We're, we're a democracy country because we have this laws where we have to do a due process and stuff. And in the U.S., they have this rule where they can say, we can do, if you do five years, you can get out and say two and a half years for parole, good behavior. Down in there, if you got five years, guess what you're doing? Flat five years. And usually the people that's been there the longest are the ones running the prison. The guards don't do nothing. Fights break out, rapes happened over there, and they don't do anything. Nobody says anything. And it's just the saddest thing. But it's not America. People say, oh, thank God it's not America. That could happen here. Because um, a while back in the early 2000s, they had a thing going on in Texas where these guards were having inmates on the ground crawling like they were animals. Yes, with chains on them like they were animals. Now, if that was in Russia, that's the norm. Russia, in Russia, up, up near the nor- up near, near the Siberian, up there by in Siberia, the northern part, there's a prison up there where all the inmates have to have their heads bowed with a pillow, with a with a pillowcase over their heads. I call it pillowcase. They just had their heads covered. And they walk with um, a guard in front, a guard in back, and two guards on the side, also two dogs. Every inmate. And their faces are tattooed. Yes, that's how they live. That's in that's in Russia. That's the weird, I'm telling you. Every heart, because all those inmates up there are the worst of the worst in Russia. Yes, they do that. They're called the worst of the worst. Oh, yeah. And if you are, like, say, you do something like um, pedophilia, oh, you're put to death. Automatically. You don't get life without parole. They kill you automatically. Rape, oh, automatically. You get death. Unless you got a good enough lawyer that can get you life without parole. But if not, you are put to death. And you get death sentence. And that's just how life is. And that's how the the way the system is designed over there. That's in Russia. Now, here in America, we have due process. And there's also certain states, depending on where you live and what state you live in, laws are different. Some states, they don't have the death penalty. And some states, they do. Some states, they do. Like, um, Texas used to have the death penalty by... um, used to do death by hanging, death by firing squad, death by lethal injection, and death, and death by the electric chair. They had all that. That's what they did. That's what they did in Texas. They don't do that no more. They kind of, the law's a little bit better. They made it a little bit more, a little stricter, a little bit better. They kind of make it kind of more, they kind of tamed down a little bit. Utah used to have the same laws. 
used to do that too. They don't do that anymore because so many people lobbied and said, you know, we should give them life without parole. Because remember, if you go a little further back in history, we go a little back, go back in the 60s, John Fitzgerald Kennedy was president. His brother, Bobby Kennedy, was attorney general. And he lobbied, instead of putting people to death, he lobbied for life without parole. And a lot of and a lot of inmates like that. And he believed that inmates should get fair treatment. Because back in those days, inmates were treated inhumane. They were treated like the worst of the worst. And that was sad. And they should never been treated that way. But they were. That's the way they were treated. And so I, I, I'm telling you right now, that's the way life was. So listen, that's just how the system is. We need to reappeal the 13th Amendment to the Constitution. I said that in an earlier podcast about that. We need to do that. And I'm telling you right now, that's something that we need to do because it needs to be done. We need to do prison reform. We need to do that. I'm telling you, that's something that we have to do because that's just the way. That is a crime in itself. Because imagine, there was like, um, now here's the word. Here's something that I'm going to leave. I'm going to say this and then I'm going to be done. There was a guy who literally did 40, he did 50 years in prison for a crime he did not commit. He did not commit. Kept saying he was innocent. He kept saying he was innocent. He says, I wasn't even there. But at the time, he was a person of color and the ju- and the lawyer want- and, the- and the prosecutor wanted a conviction. And the cop was trying to build his collars. How many collars you busted? He was trying to build his bucket. How many collars you got? I got this many on my record. He was trying to get those convictions. The prosecutor was looking for a strong conviction because it was election time. And that guy got convicted for a crime he did not do. Spent 50 years in jail. Do you know what they did? He called the Innocent Project. They looked into the case. They found so many holes in the case. He wasn't even there. And they just convicted him for no apparent reason. They did. No reason at all. And guess what? That judge died. Judge knew what he was doing. And the prosecutor was so old and decrepit. The prosecutor was saying, maybe I made a mistake. I don't know. And they had to reopen. One, that judge finally said, I probably made a mistake. Maybe. You know, it was doing election time and stuff. And, and he became a judge. That prosecutor became a judge. And, and he's like, maybe. And then he felt guilty on his conscience. And they, they had to reopen all his cases. Come to find out that judge, was, that, that, pro, that judge who was a prosecutor put away exactly 500 innocent people went to jail. For no reason. But that guy did 50 years. Sad. 50 years for a crime he did not commit. How you do that? And then when they released him, all they said was, we're sorry. Yes, we're sorry. He couldn't sue the judge because the judge was on his deathbed. He was, one, he was one day from being in the grave. That's how old he was. And he didn't have any money. Because he, the judge was... The judge died penniless. He died broke because so many lawsuits he did for sexual assault and stuff. Because a woman assaulted him and he and she sued him and took most of his money. State the state had to give him state couldn't give him any amount of money could could help him. So they settled out of court for like five million dollars. That's it. That's all they gave him was five million dollars because they said that's all we got. It's five million. But you spent fifty years in jail for a crime that you did not commit. See what I mean? I'm telling you. 
crimes that should never happen. Hey, by the way, this is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast. I want to say to each and every one of you out there, I thank you. I love you. I appreciate you. I wish that each and every one of y'all have a blessed and blissful day. Listen, do me a favor. Just take my podcast and put it on your social media. I don't ask for money. All I ask you to do that because with the out with the um, with the algorithm that helps me out and helps my podcast to grow. I don't want I don't want nothing from you. Just do that. If you want to shop at my store, go to Black and Blue. Go to BlackBlueElectronica.com. You can shop there. But if you don't want to shop, there, just, just, just spread my podcast. Because when you spread my podcast, that gives me more motivation to do my audio, do my video podcast. Because I'm getting the equipment. See me doing my video podcast. I get the equipment. So I got to spend more money. So that's why I need the algorithm. Because I got to spend more money. And I need to know that if y'all want me to do video podcasting, you got to spread, spread my podcast so that I can do the video podcast. Because if I don't, if I don't get enough people to say, you want to do video podcast, then there's no, what's the point of me spending that money to buy equipment when I can just use that to pay bills? See what I mean? All right. I love each and every one of y'all. And hey, Bravo 6 going dark.